Chapter 1 Adora was paying very close attention to Natasa, the orientation leader. She had been on the waitlist to volunteer at the Bright Moon Animal Welfare Society, BAWS, for weeks and she was excited to get started. Every time you start your shift, be sure to sign in on this clipboard and note your time of arrival. The animals rely on your shift, so if you are unable to make it, please make an effort to find a substitute to take your place and or tell the shift leaders in advance so we can attempt to replace you. Your shift could be the difference between a dog getting to go out for a walk in the morning or having to relieve themselves in their room. Adora nodded solemnly. These poor dogs. She was so glad she could help. She really wanted to get a dog, but her apartment didn't allow pets and she frankly didn't have time to commit to a dog right now anyway. She was a rookie with the Bright Moon Fire Department, Engine 17. Her hours were too inconsistent to reliably take care of an animal. This was a great alternative. Her friend Glimmer suggested volunteering as a way to scratch the dog-owning itch. She might have been wrong though because it was 98% likely she would fall for the first animal she walked. You will typically sign up for a two-hour shift, though you're always welcome to stay longer. Please note that your responsibilities will differ based on when you arrive. Morning crew typically take the dogs out for their first walk and may hang out in their rooms to do some socialization or training. The late morning crew will likely tidy up rooms, or fold laundry or do restocking, etc. We have a very small team of full-time staff and they're typically very busy helping to arrange transport, fosters, adoptions and so we rely on our volunteers to supplement all aspects of this rescue. As much as we all love cuddling our animals, sometimes the work isn't glamorous. One day we might need help answering voicemails, another day, we might need help mopping the floor. Adora took notes in her little spiral steno pad about each task Natasa outlined, where the food was, how to properly sanitize dog toys and bowls, ideas for socialization, how to identify the level of concerns of each animal, low concern, moderate concern, high concern. Dogs who are listed as high concern need special handling and support, please do not approach these animals because they might be aggressive. Often, they've come from backgrounds where they were abused or targeted, some even came from dog fighting rings. We do our very best to rehabilitate these dogs. Our full-time staff will take the lead on these poor pups, so as well-intentioned as you might be, please don't go into their rooms without explicit permission from a full-time member. Hearing this, Adora's heart broke a little bit. Dog fighting rings. These poor pups had been through so much. Now I know you are all here for the dog orientation, however if you are interested in helping with the cats, we will be hosting the cat orientation tomorrow. We have a few spots left for that orientation. Come see me afterwards to sign up. She was very interested. She loved cats as well. Freshman year of high school she rescued feral kittens from the alley behind her school and hid them in her bedroom. She was covered in welts and dark red scratches for weeks before Octavia, her foster mother, noticed and forced her to take them to a shelter. She then made her get a part-time job to pay for the flea treatment the house required after their stay. Happily, the shelter socialized the kittens and put them up for adoption. Adora followed their progress via the shelter website. She was so relieved they hadn't been euthanized. Unsurprisingly, Octavia did not stay with her foster mother for too long after that. She wondered if she could make time for this second orientation. 
That way she could volunteer for both. Slow down Adora, she told herself. You barely have time for one two-hour shift a week, let alone two. Ideally, you take the same shift weekly, but we understand that not everyone has that type of availability. Bi-weekly or monthly volunteers are also welcome. Please note though that if you have not volunteered in over six months, you will have to retake the volunteer orientation before you can sign up for a shift once more. At the end of the training, the volunteers were going to have a chance to walk a dog with one of the seasoned volunteers. Natasa introduced the new volunteers to Bo, he had been volunteering for over a year. Adora looked at him with contained amusement. She couldn't believe a dog walker would be wearing a crop top. It didn't look like the safest choice, but he was rocking the Queen of Hearts t-shirt he was wearing. Hey guys. I am so glad you're here. These dogs are amazing, and I think you'll all do a great job walking them. His enthusiasm was adorable and quite infectious. Adora couldn't wait. Bo demonstrated the correct way to open the door to a dog's room so that they don't run out and how to properly leash them. They all went outside together, each taking turns handling a sandy-haired pit bull mix named Frosta. She was a young and energetic pup with a tendency to jump on whoever was walking her. Bo showed them how to properly redirect her. When it was Adora's turn, she took the leash and held out a hand for Frosta to sniff. Afterwards she gently scratched her behind her ears, Frosta looked up at her with a panting dog smile and they started to walk together. Great job Adora. That was perfect. Adora proudly smiled before handing the leash to the next trainee. After the orientation, Adora found Natasa to sign up for the next day's orientation. Natasa gratefully led her to the cat section so she could put her name down. Walking to the back of the shelter, Adora noticed two staff members wearing maroon BAWS shirts handling small kittens. The taller staff member looked a little intimidating. She had short platinum hair with an impressive undercut and scorpion tattoo on her arm. Her shorter companion had long wavy dark hair, wild around her head. Freckles dotting the perfect dark olive skin around her nose. Peeking through her shirt, a tattoo sleeve. Adora couldn't help noticing that her jeans were a little too tight. She swallowed looking at her. Who was that? Before she could process that thought, she saw, rather than heard Natasa talking to the beautiful wavy-haired goddess. Adora shook her head to snap herself out of the turned-on haze she was in so she could listen. Tomorrow. She just finished the dog orientation as well. Natasa turned to Adora, Adora, this is Katra, she's our kennel manager and cat intake lead. Katra looked at Adora quickly and nodded, mostly focusing on the tiny kitten in her hands. Adora desperately wanted to hold this tiny fluff ball and wouldn't have minded petting the kitten's handler either. That thought brought a quick flush to her face and she was grateful neither of the staff seemed to be looking directly at her. And this is Scorpia, she is one of our veteran vet techs, Natasa introduced Adora to the taller woman with the scorpion tattoo. It's so nice to meet you, Adora. Scorpia exclaimed. Adora smiled at her. Natasa got Adora signed up for the next day and thanked her again for coming in. As Adora started to look for the exit, Scorpia stopped her from behind. Hey, Adora. Want to stay and meet some of the cats? Adora almost yelped with excitement, I'd love that. Scorpia grinned, great. Follow me, 
gesturing to a room behind them with her non-kitten holding hand. This is the nursery, where the babies and mama stay when they're still nursing or bottle-fed. She holds up the cute fur ball she was carrying, this is Starla, she and her siblings, Jewel Star and Tall Star, were found abandoned in an alley a few days ago. Sadly, their mama wasn't there to take care of them, so we've had to bottle feed them around the clock until they are old enough to get weaned. Adora's eyes opened up wide. These were little orphaned kittens. I'm about to fix this bottle, want to help? Adora nodded eagerly. Scorpia directed her to wash her hands and to grab one of the bottles she had sitting in a warm dish of water and sit down in a chair with a towel in her lap. She gently transferred Starla into Adora's hands and directed her to hold the kitten on the towel, positioning the bottle above her, making sure the kitten was not on her back so as not to asphyxiate. Adora introduced the tiny bottle and Starla latched on immediately, her little ears fluttering as she drank. Adora was in awe. This was quite possibly the cutest thing she'd ever done. When she had fostered the kittens in high school, they had already been weaned so she didn't have to bottle feed them like this. This was so cool. After she was done, Scorpia gave her a soft rag to wash the kitten's face and showed her how to stimulate the kitten to eliminate it. Adora was glad to have a towel in her lap as the little kitten peed on her. She chuckled at the hilarity of being peed on. Well, you're a natural, I think she likes you. Scorpia laughed encouragingly at her. Let's put her back and feed her siblings. Scorpia opened the nursery cage. She took Starla and placed her on top of some towels, warm from the heating pad below. She took out Jewel Star and handed her to Adora and picked up Tall Star. They each got to work feeding their respective kittens. Adora could do this all day. Adora was so happy to be meeting these kittens and was grateful Scorpia was taking the time to teach her, but she couldn't help noticing Katra working near them in complete silence. It was a little uncomfortable. Why wasn't she saying anything to them? Had she done something wrong? Adora bit her lip thoughtfully and shook her head to herself. She didn't think so. After they were done, Scorpia toured the rest of the nursery, introducing Adora to the other kittens and mamas in residence. There were so many different little family units. They finally approached the litter that Catra was handling. Wildcat, can you introduce us to this cutie? Scorpia, please don't call me that at work. Scorpia looked a little embarrassed, her fair skin turning a little red, she cleared her throat, sorry, Catra. Catra gave a curt nod, and in almost a monotone voice introduced them to little Peekablue. She perked up a little bit when talking about him. Recently weaned, this fella tends to hide from the staff. Often going missing for hours. Oh boy, does he? Yesterday I thought for sure he had escaped. I finally found him hiding under the pallet of kitten food. How he manages to escape I just don't know. Scorpia seemed back to good humor. Catra gave her an indulgent smile and walked away to put Peekablue back in his cage. Adora thanked Scorpia for the tour and told her she'd be back the next day for orientation. Oh great. I won't be there but Catra does a good job going over everything. Thanks for volunteering. I'm sure I'll see you soon. Adora nodded with a smile but had a hard time picturing Catra doing a whole lot of talking. She wasn't wrong. At the cat orientation the next night, 
Katra didn't waste her time on small talk with the volunteers. She certainly explained everything that they would need to know, but she was brief and curt. Running through the routines and expectations, barely making eye contact with anyone. Like somehow this orientation was a waste of her time. Adora started getting annoyed. They were all there during their free time so they could help animals and she was acting like they were all bothering her. It was infuriating. She couldn't believe someone could be that rude. Katra finished up orientation with a reminder to the trainees about how to sign up for shifts. Everyone started heading out after. Adora was one of the last to leave, packing up her notes from orientation. Katra was still there, still not making eye contact and not acknowledging her. Um, Adora cleared her throat, is everything okay? Katra looked up, surprised Adora was talking to her. She furrowed her brow, shook her head slightly and looked back down. Yep. She replied without ceremony. Adora let out a humph. Can I help you? Katra responded, annoyed. Adora couldn't help herself, though her friends always begged her to try, it just seems like you resent all of us being here, wasting your time. We are all just trying to help the shelter and the animals. Oh, is that right, princess? Thanks so much for clarifying. I am so sorry that I'm not kissing your feet for being here and spending your precious time trying to help the poor animals. She snapped back. What is your problem? Adora responded, truly perplexed by her snippy behavior. I don't have a problem, you seem to have a problem. Thank you so much for being here and volunteering your time. I'm sure I'll see you back here again soon. Sarcasm still drips from every word. Well, you're kind of an ass. Calling someone an ass was probably the meanest thing Adora could think of to say to someone. Whatever, princess. Why do you keep calling me princess? Katra looked down at the sweatshirt Adora was wearing. Adora had to look down too, she had no clue what she put on that day. It was a simple gray sweatshirt with the Basquiat crown symbol on it. A gift from Glimmer, who majored in art. It's Basquiat. I know who it is, Katra responded. They were both quiet. Adora felt a little deflated. What did she think she was going to accomplish antagonizing her? Clearly, she had some stick up her ass and Adora calling her out on it wasn't going to fix anything. Finally, Adora spoke. Um. Okay. I guess thanks for the orientation. Have a good night. Whatever, Katra mumbled under her breath but looked a little less haughty when she met Adora's eyes. Adora walked outside a little frazzled. It took her three tries to unlock Swift Wind, her sparkly white bike with rainbow stickers. As she put on her unicorn helmet, she started to give herself a pep talk. Just because this frustrating Catra character worked at BAWS doesn't mean this still couldn't be a great experience for her. Working with the animals was what she needed to get her pet fix and get some distance from the stressors of her job. She won't let Katra distract from that. Ever the optimist, by the time she started riding towards home she had convinced herself that volunteering would be a fun and happy experience. Chapter 2, Affirmations Come in, Glimmer yelled through the door. Adora let herself into Glimmer's little cottage. I hope you brought the food. I wouldn't dare show up without it. Adora responded, throwing off her shoes and helmet and wheeling swift wind inside. Glimmer was sitting cross-legged on the couch, 
wearing her purple pajamas and fluffy purple house slippers. Yum, I'm glad you suggested a non-better, I haven't gotten Indian in a while. I can't wait to dig into their samosas. Adora spread out the takeout on Glimmer's coffee table, placing one container of food in front of Glimmer and two containers of food in front of her. That should hold her over for a few hours. She dug out the samosas and naan and put them on top of the napkins. Booze? Yes please, I'll take a cider, Adora said with a smile. Where is Perfuma tonight? She's taking a yoga class with Mermista. Ah, sounds, terrible. Hope they have fun though. Glimmer laughed and put on some Netflix while they inhaled their dinner. That was delicious. Glimmer exclaimed, laying down flat on the couch, legs on Adora's lap. I might not be able to move for a few days. A sign of a good meal. Adora laughed, happily full herself. How was orientation yesterday? Were the cats as fun as the dogs? The cats are wonderful. I'm excited to work with them. But I had a bit of a problem with the orientation leader. Adora told her all about Katra and their snipping session. Mentioning how she couldn't help herself. Wow, she sounds like a piece of work. In this case I think it's okay you didn't hold back. I can't believe they let someone like her work there. I know. What an ass. Glimmer laughed hearing Adora curse. I love when you get angry. I was pretty pissed. What sucks too is when I first saw her, you know before the orientation, I thought she was hot. Like super duper painfully hot. And then she had to go and ruin it with her personality. Sometimes the hot ones are the ones to avoid. She grinned, obviously, we are the exception to the rule. Adora rolled her eyes with a laugh. Obviously. Glimmer continued, okay, topic change. Want to scroll Tinder with me? Glimmer. Adora responded, exasperated. She was tired of Glimmer trying to fix her up. I have no time to date right now, you know that. Rude. I don't mean for you. I mean for me. Oh, in that case, yes. Let's get to swiping. Glimmer pulled out her phone, covered in a sparkly pink case and pulled up the app. They laughed at some of their options. Especially when they came across people they knew. Perfuma. They both yelled out. Ah, she looks so cute in that picture. Is that from the drum circle a few weeks ago? Adora asked. Yeah, I think so. That was a good time. Agreed. A sweet-looking boy named Kyle popped up next, he had blonde hair and dark eyes. Ah, look at this precious thing, he looks like someone I might eat for breakfast. Next. A picture of Scorpia came next, she was holding a basket of kittens and grinning from ear to ear. Oh. I know her. She works as a vet tech at BAWS. Look at those kittens. This is a great photo of her. Very cute, but not my type, Glimmer said as she swiped left. Adora laughed at her. She was speeding through everyone they saw. You do realize you haven't swiped right even once? I know you're not lecturing me about being picky. Adora looked amusedly guilty. Fair point. Yum. Who is this? 
Glimmer sat up straight on the couch. There on her phone was a photo of Bo. He was wearing a Keith Haring Hart t-shirt which barely covered his navel. In the next photo, he seemed to be at a renaissance fair. In the pic, he was pulling an arrow on a fancy-looking bow, wearing a medieval-looking kilt. I know him too. He volunteers at BAWS. Works with the dogs. Very sweet, very enthusiastic. And even more handsome in person. Glimmer swiped right and crossed her fingers to see if there was a match. No alert appeared and she looked crestfallen. Pouting. He probably didn't see you yet. Give it a little while. I'm sure once he sees you, he'll also swipe right. Glimmer looked sad, but hopeful, you think so? Of course, I do. A few hours later, Adora was at home reading in bed. Her phone buzzed. Text from Glimmer. She opened it to find a screen grab from Tinder. It read, it's a match, with a picture of Bo and a photo of Glimmer. Adora. Yay, I told you so. Glimmer wrote back a white brow emoji. Adora fell asleep smiling, happy for her friend. Adora mapped out her schedule and was able to carve out one day every week for volunteering. She was available almost every Tuesday afternoon, so she decided she'd alternate helping with the cats and the dogs. She was both nervous and excited. The first Tuesday she signed up to volunteer with the cats. She was sure she'd have a cat escape on her first day. Then Catra would definitely be pissed at her, and this time with good reason. She got to work as soon as she arrived. She changed the water dishes, filled their food bowls, and cleaned their litter. She started to feel more comfortable with each cat she helped. Giving each kitty a little love and attention as she went along. She whispered some positive affirmations to each one when she wrapped up cleaning their cage. She held each one and said, You are smart, you are sweet, you are beautiful. You are worthy of lots of love. It is not your fault that you are here. Someone is going to see you and fall head over heels for you and you'll go to your forever home soon. Catra walked by the room while she was giving a cute calico cat the little affirmations she invented. She looked at the cat, then up at her, narrowed her eyes and kept on walking. Adora was annoyed. Why did she have to be so rude? The cat in her arms felt her tension and almost sprinted out of her grip. Adora managed to wrangle him back in the cage, but not without a fight. Her hair, usually up in a semi-permanent ponytail, was completely misshapen. It was of course in that moment that Catra walked by again. Giving her once over again. Her face clearly indicated that she thought she looked insane. What? Adora snapped. Cat's lips twitched as she looked up at her, she shook her head and kept walking. What an ass, Adora mumbled to no one. The calico gave her a look of confusion, his head tilted. Not you sweet boy, you're perfect. Still pretty riled up by that brief interaction, she decided to wander over to the kitten nursery at the end of her shift. Scorpio was there again. Adora. So nice to see you again. How was your first day volunteering? It was great. The cats are so sweet. I am so glad I decided to volunteer with them too. Aren't they wonderful? I am so glad that they're here. We have a great adoption turnaround at this location. Adora smiled happily. 
she was glad to hear it. She could feel herself calming down after her brief interaction with Katra. Scorpia let her feed the kittens again. Holding their tiny little bodies in her hands helps her relax even more. She had to pass Crota's office on her way to collect her bag and helmet. The door was open, and the walls were glass so she could a full view of Katra typing away furiously at her computer. She had a pen haphazardly stuck in her hair, holding it up in a loose curly bun at the back of her head accentuating her nape. Adora hadn't noticed earlier how the BAWS polo she was wearing clung beautifully to her body. The short-sleeved shirt is not quite skin-tight but not loose either. She got a better look at the tat under her sleeve. She observed a purple cat-like creature with glowing bright blue eyes and almost a glowing halo around its neck. Very interesting. Her mouth got dry. For a moment Adora forgot how annoying she found Katra. She found herself staring inappropriately for long enough that she didn't realize Katra had looked up and caught her looking. Can I help you? Adora's eyes snapped up to Kara's face, her face turning red from the guilt and panic of being caught staring. Um. Nice weather we're having today. Katra glanced over to the window at the overcast skies and turned back to Adora in confusion. Uh, sure. I mean, that we were having. I guess it's not nice weather now. I mean, but it was. Earlier. Adora trailed off. Feeling ridiculous. Sure. She paused, squinting at her, are you okay? Katra looked at her like she was losing her mind, strangely the look wasn't totally unkind. She looked almost concerned. That made Adora mad, in addition to feeling embarrassed. Yes. Of course, I'm okay. Have a nice day I guess. Adora, red, spit out at her and ran down the hall to the cubby with her stuff. Could she be more embarrassing? No, probably not. Though if she thought Adora was crazy, maybe she'd forget she was ogling her. It didn't matter. It's not like Katra liked her anyway. She shook her head, what a day. She put on her unicorn helmet and headed out the door. We've been texting all week. Glimmer told Adora. They were on the phone, Glimmer's voice practically chirped in happiness. That's awesome Glimmer. I'm so excited for you. Adora said, a little out of breath. What are you doing that you're huffing so much about? Right now? Push-ups. After this, lunges. Do you have to do it while we're on the phone? You called in the middle of my routine, my training is not negotiable. Do you have any idea how heavy a fire ladder is? Or the hose for that matter? I'm the only woman at this fire station, I'm the first woman in fact. No way am I going to give some of these guys a reason to resent me. I have to stay on top of my game. You're lucky we're talking now, I was doing burpees right before you called. Adora could almost hear Glimmer rolling her eyes. Adora, you're one of the strongest people I know. You could probably pull a fire engine on your own if you needed to. She laughed, happily, that's not part of the regimen, but yesterday they had us lay on the ground and bench press the ladder together in unison as a team-building exercise. Boy were my biceps burning. I say this as your friend. Your very platonic best friend. That's super hot. Glimmer. I mean. It is. Okay, that's enough of that. 
you have to learn how to take a compliment. Thank you, Adora said sarcastically. Still out of breath. Back to you and Bo. Have you made plans to see each other yet? Not yet, but I think he's working up the courage to ask me out. But my patience is limited so if he doesn't ask soon, I'll do it myself. I'm kind of surprised you haven't already asked, it's not like you to wait for a guy to ask. I know, but I really like him and I'm a little nervous. It's nice, he's nice, I'm afraid of messing it up by being too glimmery. I love that you just made your name into an adjective. Glimmer, you're awesome. He'd be lucky to go out with you. I know, but I'm still nervous. That's adorable. This whole thing with you and Bo is adorable. I like him. So, you've said. Okay, enough about me, how about you? Didn't you start volunteering this week? Yup. I don't know how I left BAWS without adopting a cat. Adora laughed. Stay strong, Adora. You don't have time for a pet. I know. Adora pouted thinking about the cute kitty she'd met. Happily, Scorpia told me that their adoption turnover is pretty fast. So, they won't be there for long. That's great. Any Catra sightings? Um. About that. Adora told her about their several embarrassing interactions. Glimmer paused. I think you have a crush, Grayskull. I do not. Adora. You stared at her boobs, in a polo. That's pretty gay. Well, I'm pretty gay, but it doesn't mean I'm gay for her. Doesn't it? No. Glimmer laughed at the question mark in her no, just cause you want to jump her doesn't mean you're getting married. Maybe her being a bitch would make the sex even hotter. Glimmer. I mean, some of the best sex I've ever had was with someone I truly didn't like. Glimmer. Adora could feel her heart start racing and it had nothing to do with the lunges. Adora. Come on. If she's as hot as you have told me she is, you might want to pursue that. You're infuriating. Adora was done with this line of conversation, stop it. She's an ass. An obnoxious, angry misanthrope. Just cause she's objectively very attractive, doesn't mean I want anything to do with her. Misanthrope? Look who decided to eat their Wheaties this morning. Adora rolled her eyes, okay friend. I think it's time we get off the phone. I have some jumping jacks to do. Sure, Adora. Try not to think about Catra while doing them. Glimmer laughed, hanging up. Adora shook her head. Glimmer was so good at getting into her head. Now all she could think about was Catra. How that top clung to her body, the way little bits of her hair brushed along her neck, those beautiful full lips she had been biting in concentration. She could kill Glimmer. Chapter 3, Happy Hour This week she was volunteering with the dogs. She was so excited to get started, she even got there early. She was glad she did because it meant she got to spend a little time with Bo who was wrapping up his shift. He was telling her what dogs he thought she should spend a little bit more time with. As he was talking, Adora was debating whether to bring up Glimmer. It was absolutely not her business and definitely inappropriate, and for sure Glimmer would kill her but, she couldn't help herself. I know Glimmer, she blurted, smacking herself in the face with her hand. 
Glimmer, he responded, surprised. And then his face started to turn a lovely shade of purple. Sorry, I shouldn't have blurted or said anything at all. She's one of my best friends. I heard you two talking. Adora cleared her throat, I put in a good word for you with her. She smiled. Hoping that butting in wouldn't put her on Glimmer's shit list. Bo tried to compose himself and started to grin, she's great. I really like talking to her. He started to look a little shy, a sheen of sweat appearing on his forehead, I've been wanting to ask her out but keep getting nervous. Honestly, I'm not sure what she'd say. Yes. She'd say yes. Adora couldn't help herself. Glimmer was definitely not going to be pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm so glad I talked to you. Adora breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it wasn't terrible that she decided to insert herself in someone else's business. Still. She really needed to stop doing that. The rest of the shift was uneventful. Bo had walked all the dogs, so her job was just to hang out and help socialize them. She ran through some commands with the young pups who needed to learn a little discipline. Read to the older pups who just wanted a little company. Brushed the scruffier ones who needed a little pampering. She loved this time at BAWS. The dogs were so sweet and lovable. And gratefully she left the kennel area without trying to adopt any of them. She had to pass the cat area on her way out. As she did, she overheard Katra and Scorpia talking frantically. Wildka. Katra, stop worrying. We have enough space. And if we don't, I know we have a few extra cages in storage that can be set up in a jiffy. Scorpia said slowly, trying to calm Katra down. I just can't believe they sent us 16 cats. I told them we could only take 10. Katra's voice sounded frazzled. Adora snuck a peek and saw that Katra looked disheveled, her hair was a bit messy around shoulders, and her shirt was stained. Typically, she looked a little to put together for someone working at an animal shelter. Normally, I think that we could figure it out, but since the last two volunteers failed to show we are so behind already. We haven't even finished prepping the ten cages we were supposed to have set up by now. There is no way we can get it all done in the next hour. Adora could hear the stress and bitterness in her voice. That sucked. What's wrong with people? Volunteering is a commitment. Adora wanted to help but was also anxious about letting them know she was eavesdropping. Finally, she decided the need for assistance outweighed the need for privacy. She cleared her throat, stepped forward into the room and tentatively asked, Can I do anything? Scorpia and Katra looked up at her. Scorpia smiled, happy to see her. Katra looked annoyed and vaguely suspicious. No surprise there. Seriously, let me help. I just finished up with the dogs and I have some time to spare. Not technically true. She was pretty tired from her shift yesterday. She hadn't gotten enough sleep at the firehouse. She had planned a circuit workout at home tonight and an early bedtime. But despite all that, she knew she had to assist. Wow, you are awesome. Thank you. Scorpia jumped in with instructions, okay. Adora, you and Katra can start cleaning out and prepping the cages we have here and I'll run to storage to find some of the extra cages. I think we can make it work in an hour. Right Katra? 
Adora and Scorpia both looked at Catra. She still looked annoyed but seemed more willing to accept the help. All right, she finally said. Like she was doing Adora the favor instead of the other way around. Adora rolled her eyes. Sure, Catra was hot. She could admit it to herself, but she was such an ass. But despite that, she could feel herself flushing in her presence. She didn't see a mirror to know her neck was warm. She needed a moment to collect herself. Okay, sounds like a plan, Adora said lightly, attempting to sound normal. I'm going to go wash my hands and I'll be right back. As she lathered up at the sink, she took a few calming breaths and gave herself a little pep talk. Katra is just a hot asshole. You are here to help the cats. You will not stare at her again. You are here to help the cats. You don't need to talk to her. You are here to help the cats. She walked back with a better resolve. She would not let Katra get to her. She would not talk to her unless she absolutely had to. Katra was already working on the cages. She had disinfectant spray and a roll of paper towels. Do you want me to prep the cages after you clean them or vice versa? Assembly line style. There goes her resolution to stay silent. Katra looked up and walked out of the room. UG. Adora said out loud to no one. Ass. Adora put some gloves on and started to clean the cages using the spray and paper towels Katra left behind. She was in cage number three when Katra finally returned. She was carrying a bin full of cat dishes for water and food. She left again and brought back a stack of clean towels. Then finally took one final trip for litter boxes and litter. They worked in silence. Adora cleaned and disinfected the cages, while Katra prepped them with the necessities. Adora paused after finishing cage number 10. Katra was a few cages behind. Adora silently started helping her, prepping the water and food dishes, and putting them next to Katra to place inside. Scorpia returned, making a few trips to bring up the extra cages. They were clean but needed a fresh wipe down from the dust. Adora finished those off quickly. It wasn't long after that they were all done. Katra looked up the clock. With the three of them working, they had wrapped up within 45 minutes, 15 minutes ahead of schedule. She cleared her throat and glanced quickly at Adora but focused her words mainly to Scorpia. I think we're ready, thank you. Adora rolled her eyes quickly. She couldn't help herself. She didn't expect a formal letter of thanks, but some acknowledgement to her directly would have been nice. Adora, we couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for staying. I know you must be busy. Scorpia filled in where Catra was wanting. Practically smothering her in praise. No problem. I'm glad I can help. Should I stay for the transfer? Adora looked pointedly only at Scorpia. If Catra wanted to continue ignoring her, then she could do the same. No, that's okay Adora, I think we can manage it. The city shelter usually sends good staff that will assist. Adora smiled, paused for a moment, thinking maybe Katra might say something then. When she didn't, Adora finally said, okay then. Have a good night. Scorpia, I'll see you next Tuesday. Walking away, she could almost make out Scorpia saying something to Katra. She was pretty sure she heard her name. 
She slowed down hoping to catch some of what she was saying, but she was too far then. She shrugged. Oh well. She started grabbing her stuff from the cubby. She was readjusting her ponytail so she could put on her helmet when she felt, rather than heard, someone behind her. Thinking it was likely a volunteer, she pushed closer to the cubbies to make room for them to pass. When no one squeezed past her she looked back and saw Katra. She looked a little on edge, like she didn't want to be standing there. Adora looked at her with a question. When Katra didn't speak, Adora finally huffed out, did you need something? Katra looked uncomfortable. She ran a hand through her curls and finally cleared her throat, thank you. Back there. For stepping in. I appreciate it. We couldn't have done it in time without you. She didn't wait for Adora to respond. She twirled around and walked back. Adora stood in shocked silence. Wow. Katra actually spoke to her. And thanked her. Sincerely. She wasn't sure who was more surprised, she or Katra. Glimmer texted her later that night. Glimmer. He asked me out. I'm going to see him Saturday. I think he's going to take me to do target practice. Target practice? Like with guns? No no, sorry. I don't actually know what it's called, but something to do with archery. He's going to teach me how to use his bow. She added a wink emoji. How do you manage to make things sound dirty via text message? Hey. It's not my fault his name is Bo and he's into bows. Adora rolled her eyes with a smile, Glimmer could make anything sound kinky. Yay. I'm so glad for you. Glimmer didn't respond. What's with the silence? I guess I should thank you but I'm also mad at you so. Means I'm conflicted. Uh oh. She knew what was coming. You said something to him about me. Oops. He told you? He is a terrible liar. Which I kind of like about him. He basically shared your entire conversation. Ha. Huh. I'll have to remember that for the future. He clearly cannot be trusted. Though it's not like I told him not to tell you we spoke. Whatever, I forgive you. And thank you. I'm so excited to meet him in person. Maybe we could do a fashion show beforehand. Yes. I'm down. But it will have to be Friday, I have a shift Thursday. Sure. We can do that. Maybe dinner and a fashion show Friday? Yes please. Late Saturday night, Adora got a blurry photo text from Glimmer. It was of her and Bo in a selfie. Which he must have taken because no way could Glimmer's arms go that far for that angle. Glimmer was wearing the purple track suit they picked out for her last night. Bo was wearing a cute sweatshirt with rainbows down the arms. The hem cut short at his midriff. They were both clearly drunk and grinning like fools. Adora smiled looking at it. It seemed like their date was going well. Not long after the picture, Glimmer texted again. Glimmer. Happy hour Monday. Salinas. Be there or be there. Adora shook her head at the drunk rambling. Happy hour was unlikely to happen. She has a shift Sunday and she liked to treat Mondays like a vacation day if she could help it. When she didn't bother replying, she received another drunken text ten minutes later. 
Glimmer. Adore AAA. Yes? Happy hour? You better not be driving tonight. No, we are yubbering. Yes to happy hour? Maybe. Glimmer texted back a selfie of her fake crying. She then texted another photo, this time it was of Bo fake crying. Finally, a group photo of both of them fake crying. Fine. I'll strongly consider it. I'm going to bed now. Remember no glove, no love. Adora. Adora laughed to herself. She was sure Glimmer was blushing. She was always so free with offering sex advice, but she could also be a little prudish when it came to receiving it. Monday night, Adora arrived at Selinia's bar and grill freshly showered following a day of intense lounging. She really would have preferred to stay home, eat her high-protein and carb dinner, and pass out by 8 p.m. But knowing Glimmer would harass her if she failed to show she decided to save herself a headache. Glimmer texted earlier that Perfuma was joining them and Bo had invited some friends to join as well. As exhausted as she was, she was happy to spend some time with people outside the firehouse and especially with Bo. She suspected he was soon going to be regular in their group. She wasn't much of a drinker, but with Mermista bartending tonight she knew the drinks would be extra good. As she walked in, she had to wade through a sea of people to find her friends. She finally saw Glimmer, Perfuma and Bo in the back waving her over. She smiled. Bo and Glimmer looked very cute together already. She hugged everyone hello. I'm so glad you decided to come, Glimmer grinned. Adora could tell from the goofy grin she was giving her that she wasn't on her first drink. Me too, Adora said begrudgingly. But no promises for how long I can stay, I want to get to bed early. It's 6 p.m. Bo asked, confusion written all over his face. Adora is a rookie with the fire department, those muscles aren't just for show. Glimmer responded before Adora could say anything. They're really rough on the newbies and she's constantly in training. It's not that bad, Adora murmured. Though totally untrue. It felt like it was a step below hazing. Though most of the time, the work was intense for a reason. That's so cool Adora. You're a real-life superhero. Bo said, in awe, his eyes getting bigger. Adora blushed, getting a little self-conscious. She was very proud of having been accepted into the fire department. She had dreamt of doing this almost her entire life. It was cool when people appreciated her job, but it made her feel awkward to be the center of attention. I'm not a superhero yet, but I'm trying. You're also an EMT, right Adora? Perfuma chimed in, her serene voice barely audible at the crowded bar. I am, it definitely helped me get a leg up when I was trying to get into the fire academy. She paused, maybe it was time for some alcohol. Okay drinks. I'm headed to the bar, does anyone want anything? Glimmer looked down at her drink, still pretty full from their last round, nah, I'm good. Still nursing this one. Perfuma said the same. Bo smiled, thanks, I think I'll wait till my friends get here to order again. I think they'll be here soon. Adora made her way over to the crowded bar and nodded to get Mermista's attention. Mermista had worked at this bar for a few years now. She was actually the manager but typically helped with happy hour because of how slammed they got. Adora has known her for a few years now, 
Perfuma introduced them to her and they've all been friends ever since. Tonight, she looked incredibly sexy in her green pleather halter top and tight dark green shorts with an orange hanky in her left back pocket. Adora always found her a little too attractive for comfort and had a crush on her when they first met, but quickly realized they would make better friends than lovers. Also, she was never sure if she was queer, though she suspected that Mermista would be open to trying anything once or twice. She suspected that she and Perfuma had a history, but neither of them ever fessed up to it. She had a feeling Mermista knew she found her attractive and messed with her just to get a reaction. Not that it was hard. Hi gorgeous, Mermista grinned. Her smile is electric. Adora laughed and blushed a little bit. Hi M, Adora responded with a genuine smile. How's the night going? Not bad. The crowd is good, not your usual 9-5-foot airs. The tips are good. Whatcha havin? You know I can never pick. Can you make me something you think I like? Oh yes. I have the perfect drink for you. I concocted it this weekend. Mermista turned around and threw what looked like random ingredients in a blender. It almost looked like she was making her a salad or a smoothie, not a cocktail. Grapefruit, spinach, ginger, cucumber, apple, and some water all together in one messy heap. While she was blending, she grabbed a tall glass, added gin and ice and poured the concoction through a strainer on top. Adding a small twist of grapefruit peel as garnish for the finish. Here you are, I call it the green crush. Dot. As Adora took a sip, Seahawk sauntered over, My sweet Mermista, what beautiful elixir are you giving our dear friend? Mermista rolled her eyes and didn't bother to respond. Adora smirked. Another reason why she never hit on Mermista. Seahawk and she seemed to have the oddest relationship that she dared to not interfere with. Ignore him, Mermista said dryly. That's impossible, Adora gave Seahawk a grin in greeting, this is amazing M, almost healthy. It's exactly up my alley. She paused to take another sip. Delicious. How are you, Seahawk? Any day I get to spend with my fair lady is a good day. Mermista groaned hearing him talk about her. Adora laughed, this guy was a riot. She handed Mermista her credit card, can I open a tab? Are you sure that's how you want to pay me? Mermista crooned. Seahawk looked aghast and Adora cleared her throat in response. For now. She winked at Mermista. She couldn't help herself. Messing with Seahawk was too much fun. He walked away in mock anger. A light blue handkerchief white stripe sticking out of his left pocket. Mermista smiled at her, enjoying their game. I'll keep the rest cold for when you come back up, gorgeous. Adora smiled her thanks. She made her way back to her friends, still grinning. As she approached the table, her smile froze. Sitting there with Bo, Perfuma and Glimmer was none other than Scorpia and Catra. Chapter 4, Green Crush They didn't see her yet giving Adora a moment to collect herself and yes of course, to stare at Catra. Yes, Mermista was sexy but Catra was hot as hell. Her hair was down for once, a perfect set of curls just past her neck. She wore a tight maroon tank top, her tattoo sleeve prominently displayed, accentuating her strong arms and olive skin. Adora noticed a navy lacy bra strap sticking out underneath, a surprising touch she appreciated.
A pair of tight jeans rounded out the outfit, highlighting her ass in a way that shouldn't be legal in public. It's like she stepped out of a Dykes R Us catalog. Why did she have to be some damned attractive? And why was she here? Adora attempted to check her face, willing a happyish but passive expression before she got too close. As she approached, Scorpia noticed her first. She barely had a chance to put down her drink before the platinum-haired woman picked her up in a tight bear hug, taking nearly all the breath out of her lungs. Oh, my goodness, Adora. I didn't know you would be here. Hi Scorpia, Adora smiled. Scorpia was such a sweetheart, it was easy to be relaxed in her presence, I didn't know you would be here either. Glimmer invited me. I've known her and Perfuma forever. She paused to look at Katra, hi, she said more mutedly, nodding in her direction. She hoped she didn't look like she'd just been undressing her with her eyes. Though she was the first to admit she had no poker face. Hey Adora. Katra said in a way that felt more human than ever before. Maybe even flirty? Nah. That was highly doubtful. Bo explained that he invited Katra and Scorpia, they'd all become friends when he started volunteering at BAWS. Which makes sense but come on. There was already too much real estate taken up by Katra in her head. Especially after their last conversation last week when she thanked her for helping. Before she could sit down, the whole crew stood up to go to the bar. All except Katra. Scorpia turned to her, Wildcat, want anything? Don't call me that, Katra said, but there was no fire in it, I'll take a gin and tonic. Thanks, Scorp. And then there were two. Glimmer turned around to look at Adora before she disappeared into the crowd. She wiggled her eyebrows suggestively. Adora shook head. Glimmer had the maturity level of a 12-year-old, and with a little bit of alcohol in her system, she had zero filters to contain herself. She hoped Katra hadn't seen that. They sat there in silence. Adora took a big sip of her green crush. This is going to be very painful. With four people getting drinks at a crowded bar, it would take forever for them all to return. She could be stuck there with the hot asshole for an eternity. She gave herself a pep talk. She could do this. She could sit there in silence. After all, she had nothing specific to say. Katra wasn't exactly a friend. Nope. She was not going to be the first to speak. Five seconds later. So how are the sixteen new cats doing? Adora asked, apparently unable to control herself. She couldn't deal with the silence. But she did manage to look at Katra directly for a response. Katra had been scrolling through her phone this whole time. She seemed completely unbothered by their lack of conversation. She slowly glanced up and looked back at her. Ah, great actually. Five cats have already been adopted, three have left to the cat cafe, two have been put in medical isolation while they recover from surgery. The remaining cats are in the general room. I guess you'll see them tomorrow. Adora blinked. Aside from orientation, this might be the longest she'd heard Katra speak. It was really nice. She liked the sound of her voice. It was a little raspy and unfortunately made Katra even more attractive. Sadly, Glimmer was right, just because Katra was an ass, doesn't mean she wasn't interested in her. Oh great, I'm looking forward to meeting them. 
Adora responded finally. I like cats. I like cats. Did she really just say that out loud? Wait, how did Catra remember she was volunteering tomorrow? Did Scorpia tell her? Did she look at the calendar? Either way, it was surprising. She still felt awkward and continued to feel the need to fill the silence. She cleared her throat. So how long have you worked at BAWS? Going on three years. Nice. You must like it. I do. Two words response. Katra didn't offer anything else and didn't bother asking her any questions. Adora internally gave an eye roll. Okay, so it was going to be a one-sided conversation. Adora took another sip of her drink. Mermista was very talented. She could barely taste the gin. She would definitely be getting a second. My drink has gin in it. She offered stupidly, shaking her head at the ridiculous statement. Katra looked at her with confusion. You ordered a GNT, so I think you might like my drink. Adora looked at her, Katra's expression was flat, no reaction, so she kept on babbling, though it's kind of healthy and you can't really taste the gin, she added. What the drink? It's called Green Crush. Mermista, the bartender, is a friend. She made it for me. It has random stuff in it. I think grapefruit and spinach. And some other green things. Honestly, I just drink whatever she makes me. Good friend. The best. More silence. Adora looked around the bar. She knew it pretty well. She'd been there plenty of times till closing, so she'd see it empty and full too many times to count. And she'd never been more uncomfortable there than she was right now. She turned back to Katra who was looking casually at her nails. They were shortish and seemed perfectly manicured with meticulously painted black. Adora thought about her nails. They were always cut short both as a matter of preference, and her job. But also, frankly as a queer woman it felt like a part of her uniform. But she never bothered to paint them. She would almost always chip off the paint in annoyance within a day. Ah, uh, want to try it? Offering her the drink to taste. Was she really still talking about this cocktail? Stop it Adora. Sure. Katra said slowly, a little surprised by the offer. Adora handed her the drink. Their fingers touched briefly as Katra took it from her. Adora followed the movements of the glass to Katra's mouth where she took a small sip. Her perfect mouth formed a seal around the edge. She kept looking as Katra licked slightly at remnants of drink on her lips. Adora wondered if the bar just got really hot or was watching Katra's mouth giving her a minor stroke. It's good. Katra said, pushing the glass back to her. Katra's voice snapped her out of the staring, her eyes quickly moved up face, away from her lips. Could she be more obvious and embarrassing? She could feel the heat in her cheeks. Did Katra notice her staring? I like it too. Enough about the drink Adora. Maybe she needed a little distance away from this woman. I'm uh, I'm going to the bathroom, she announced abruptly. She stood up quickly and hurried to the other side of the bar towards the bathroom with the drawing of a mermaid on it. Could this be more mortifying? She could lift an entire fire hose by herself, respond to medical emergencies, 
she could even carry grown adults over her shoulder out of a burning building to safety but somehow sitting across from this one person she became completely inept and incapable of having simple small talk. She went to the sink and put the cold tap on. She splashed water on her face to cool herself down. She looked in the mirror and gave herself another pep talk. You got this, you are smart and competent. You can get through one happy hour with this woman. She heard the door open behind her as someone came in. She immediately stopped talking to herself. She heard the lock to the door turn, very odd. The footsteps stopped behind her and she inhaled when she saw Katra's reflection in the mirror in front of her. Hey Adora. Katra said to her, her voice seemed huskier than before. You okay? Yep. She said to Katra's reflection. Why had she locked the door? You ran in here pretty quickly, so I wanted to check. She wanted to check on her. That's interesting. And surprising. Adora turned around to face her. Making eye contact, yeah, I'm fine. She swallowed and then blurted. To be honest, you make me a little uncomfortable. Why did she say that out loud? I do? She stepped closer to Adora. She cleared her throat, you do. Katra stepped a little closer. Adora's breath hitched. She was only a foot away and it was too close for her comfort. Why was she standing so close? Why had she locked the door? How about now? What was she doing? Adora had to assume she'd either lost her mind or Katra was definitely flirting with her. Um. Now? Katra took another small step. She was a breath away now. She put her hands on the counter behind Adora, forcing her to lean backwards against it to maintain the few inches of distance between. Adora's breath caught, her mind started spinning. She did not fully compute what was happening. Why was Katra doing this? This went beyond flirting. This was, definitely more. She decided to stop thinking and get out of her own way. She blinked up at Katra, looking her in the eyes for some confirmation, some consent. Whatever she saw there gave her the push she needed. She closed the distance between them and kissed her. It was not a tentative kiss, it was a hungry wanting kiss. The kiss she'd been fantasizing about since she'd first seen her at BAWS if she were honest with herself. Her lips clung to Katra's, her arms moving around her, pushing the two of them closer together. To her credit, this was clearly what Katra was trying to get her to do because she responded with just as much hunger opening her mouth to Adora and tasting her for the first time. Adora moaned into her mouth. This felt amazing and she tasted so good. A little like the green crush. That thought made her smile. What? Katra whispered against her mouth. Nothing. She paused, you taste like green crush. Katra groaned a little, burying her nose in Adora's neck, inhaling her. You are such a dork. No more cocktail talk. She chastised. Fair, Adora said with a little smirk. And with that, she picked up Katra like she weighed nothing, flipping them around and sitting her on the sink counter, crushing their mouths together again. She slipped her tongue in Katra's mouth, continuing to take whatever she was willing to give. Katra moved her legs around Adora's waist. Adora responded by grabbing Katra's ass pushing her even closer together against her hips. She needed her as close as possible, 
wanted to feel every inch of her body on top of her own. A little eager, are we? Katra laughed. Adora looked up into her eyes, trying to read her. Did she want to stop? Is this too much? I didn't say you should stop, Katra said, reading her mind. Adora smiled and brought her mouth back down. This time she slowed the kiss. The hunger was still there, as was the eagerness, but now she took her time. Really savoring this moment. It was more sensual somehow. She allowed herself to explore Katra's mouth, the soft lips she had been staring at before, the curves. She gave them a little nibble. For a first kiss, they fit incredibly well. They both knew what the other might want, or maybe they both liked the same things. Adora moved a hand to Katra's hair, she'd been dying to touch it since they'd first met. It felt soft and thick. The curly tendrils like soft cotton against her fingers. She gently grabbed it to tilt her face up so she could get a better angle. Even with Katra on the sink, Adora was a few inches taller than her. Katra gave a small growl in satisfaction. They continued to kiss like they never needed to come up for air. Little moaning sounds escaped Katra's mouth which made Adora groan with pleasure. She tasted and sounded so good. She wondered what the rest of her tasted like. She wanted to produce more beautiful moans from her. She trailed kisses down to her neck, the soft sensitive spot an inch or two below her ears. Adora alternated between kissing and softly sucking her skin. Running her tongue against the sweet and salty taste of her. Katra moaned again throwing her head back in pleasure. Adora could spend forever just against this part of her body. Katra moved a finger to her chin so she could kiss her again, wanting to bring their lips together again. Pure bliss. After what seemed like forever, but was probably only a few minutes, they pulled apart. Adora was panting and flushed, her lips a little bruised. She saw Katra's mouth was very red as well. They both looked at each other, eyes wide. Adora's brain turned back on and it was running quickly, too quickly. How did this happen? Katra had given her no indication she was interested in her. Sure, she had probably been a little too obvious, but she didn't think the attraction was mutual. What did this mean? It was, of course, Adora who spoke first, I. I didn't think you liked me very much. Katra looked up at her with a little rueful smile, you're such an idiot. Interesting response. But it was enough to make Adora feel more confident. Oh, I see. So then you do like me. Katra shook her head with a throaty laugh and gave her a quick peck on her lips, this is not because I like you. Adora laughed back. Behind them, the doorknob turned, and they heard the lock on the door catching. Adora looked at Katra eyes wide with fear, Katra laughed. It's locked Adora. But I guess it's time we went back to the table. Adora groaned, fuck. The table, they're friends. She had no poker face. They'd all know, or at least Glimmer and Perfuma would. She stepped away from Katra who smoothly jumped down from the sink and went to unlock the door. Whoever had tried to open it earlier had thankfully given up. Um, should we go back separately? Adora asked tentatively. Whatever you want, princess. She guessed that nickname is still alive and well. Katra left the bathroom first. 
Adora looked at her disheveled face in the mirror and gave herself a different pep talk. You are both consenting adults, you can do whatever and whoever you want with, that statement only served to make her blush more. She shook her head, she was making herself crazy. She stood up a little more confidently, looked herself in the eye and finished the pep talk, and it's no one's business. When she returned to the table a few minutes later, everyone was seated and laughing. No one gave her a second thought. Glimmer was telling them about her work in the communications office of State Senator Huntera. Katra looked up at her and gave a quick nod, casual, as if nothing happened between them. Adora's drink was still sitting on the table, the condensation saturating the napkin it was on. So, I told her, you can't be without a social media presence in the 21st century. You must be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and frankly, I'd even suggest TikTok if you want to attract a younger demographic. So that's basically how I went from being an intern to social media specialist a few months ago. Glimmer shrugged casually, like her huge job promotion wasn't that big of a deal. What did your mother say when you told her, Bo asked, eyes wide open in admiration. She was proud, I think. I know she didn't want me to pursue a political career but how could I help myself? She is a US senator, dad used to be the secretary of veteran affairs. Did she think I was going to become a dentist? Politics is in our blood. Plus, it's awesome. I love it. Glimmer was grinning. She loved talking about her work. Scorpia jumped in, wow, that is so neat Glimmer. It sounds like you might be running for office one day soon. Glimmer smiled at the compliment. Scorpia turned shyly towards Perfuma, what do you do for work? Me? Perfuma politely demurred, nothing special. I work in a vegan organic co-op. I manage the greenhouse in the back. Most of the greens we sell come from there. Wow, that sounds amazing. You must have a green thumb. It is no wonder you look so good, Scorpia turned a lovely shade of red, I mean. What I meant is you look healthy. Scorpia got flustered and embarrassed. Not sure where to look, finally looking down at her hands. That's such a kind Scorpia. Perfuma responded, in no way upset about the compliment. I appreciate it. Scorpia looked back up, a little less flustered and gave Perfuma a big smile. Glimmer and Adora exchanged knowing grins. This was adorable. Seems there were a few love connections happening tonight. Adora was enjoying the conversations at the table but she was distracted sitting so close to Katra. Only a few minutes ago, Katra's legs had been wrapped around her, Adora's tongue in her mouth, fingers in her hair, hands on her ass. Who knows what would have happened between them if someone hadn't tried to get into the bathroom. She flushed at the thoughts of fantasies flooding her mind. She had the ghost of Katra on her skin and in her mouth and she wanted more. Yet she was sitting across from her, politely listening to their friends and she had no ability to truly concentrate on what anyone was saying. She found herself absent-mindedly finishing her drink without really tasting it. She would definitely need another. She rose and asked if anyone wanted anything at the bar. No one needed a refresh quite yet. I'll come with you, Katra offered. Adora nodded casually. Like this was normal. She and Katra travel in a pack to the bar. The 30-second walk to the bar felt longer. The tension of walking near Katra made her heart race. 
The bar was very crowded when they approached, and it took a while for Mermista to notice them. Um, what do you want? Adora asked, looking at Catras. She had to lean in to ask because of how loud it was. Catra smirked. Adora realized how the question could be interpreted. Another gin and tonic, she practically shouted back so Adora could hear her. Their faces were very close. Adora's heart rate did not slow down. Adora reluctantly turned around to lean over the bar to try to get Mermista's attention. Katra stood behind her, putting her hand casually on the small of her back. Adora swallowed at the touch. Mermista finally noticed her and sauntered over. Hi beautiful, you're back to see me again. I knew you couldn't stay away. Mermista winked and suggestively bent over so Adora could see her beautiful cleavage. Her brown skin glistened from the heat of the bar. Adora cleared her throat, Mermista's flirting felt a little different now with Katra behind her. Should she introduce her? I guess she would if it were anyone else. Hi Em, she said, a blush forming. Um, this is my, friend, Katra. Why hello friend, Katra. She said in greeting. What hot stuff can I get you? Adora rolled her eyes. She never let up. I'll take more of that green crush please and she'll have a GNT. It will be my pleasure to serve you. Mermista smiled suggestively and started to go make the drinks. Katra removed her hand from her back. Its absence made Adora disappointed. She wanted that hand back on her body. Adora turned around to look at her. Katra had stepped back and was looking around. Not making eye contact. Mermista returned, here you are. GNT and a green crush. Enjoy. Thanks Em, can you put it on my tab? Sure thing, she winked again and walked away. It was more of a sachet than a walk. Adora handed the drink to Katra. How much do I owe you? Katra asked stiffly. Don't worry about it, it's on me. Adora responded with a smile. No, that's okay. I'd like to pay. Adora's smile stiffened. She could feel a shift between them. Like somehow Katra had snapped out of whatever bubble they had been in together and she didn't know why. What happened? Um. Seriously, it's okay. It was happy hour, I think it was only five bucks. You're not putting me out. Katra nodded mutely. Whatever happened between them in the bathroom never happened. They returned to the table and Adora felt Katra retreating into herself. She finished her GNT pretty quickly, whispered something to Scorpia and started to stand up to leave. Are you heading out, Katra? Bo asked, surprised. Yeah. I have to take care of some stuff tonight. She gave a quick tilt of her mouth, it almost resembled a smile, except it didn't reach her eyes. Thanks for inviting Bo. It was nice meeting you all. She said politely, not looking Adora in the eye. She disappeared in the crowd quickly after. Adora wanted to walk out with her, to ask her what happened. It was strange to feel very connected to a person who she knew almost nothing about and yet somehow also felt intimately in tune with. She didn't even have her phone number. She didn't even know her last name. The incredibly hot moment they shared never happened. Maybe she made it up. She knew she hadn't. 
but Catra's confusing behavior tonight was worse than when she was being an asshole. When she was an asshole, she could just dislike her, even with the insane attraction. Tonight, she became a real person. Someone who had a real connection with, albeit a physical one. Adora couldn't think of anyone she'd been with that she'd had this type of chemistry with. She craved more. And whatever happened with Katra tonight made it seem like that might never happen. Tomorrow's volunteer work would certainly be interesting. Chapter 5, Shadow The next day, Adora felt anxious before she even got to BAWS. She wanted to see Katra, wanted to talk to her, but she was also nervous. Katra wasn't someone she felt at ease around. With the notable exception of the bathroom, she didn't know how to act around her or what to say to her. Her behavior last night was very strange. She seemed so into her one moment and then completely cold the next. It didn't make sense. Adora couldn't put it out of her head. It made it very difficult to concentrate today. She had to tuck Katra into her back pocket and only pull her out on her way to BAWS. As she rode swift wind, she thought back to her phone conversation with Glimmer late last night. Well. What did you think? Glimmer asked excitedly. Of what? Of us, of Bo and me. How did we seem? How was our energy? Adora chuckled to herself. Glimmer had been spending too much time with Perfuma. Adora was the last person to notice someone's energy. But she'd play along. You two were very cute, it was clear you have a connection. Plus, I really like Bo. I'm invested in this one. Me too. He is pretty great, isn't he? And those abs of his. Glimmer whistled, I had no idea I would be so attracted to a man in a midriff top. She gushed. Clearly smitten. I mean, what's not to like? Adora chuckled. He's cute, he's smart, so nice, and he loves animals. I'm so glad it's going so well between you both. I really like him. Glimmer seemed thoughtful. And happy. I think I'll keep him, Adora smiled. Glimmer continued, okay topic change. Did you see how adorable Scorpia was with Perfuma? Shoo, she'll hear you. Adora scolded. Nah, she's not home yet. What do you mean? You didn't go home together tonight? Nope. Bo and I decided to hang out a little after, so Scorpia offered to take her home. Glimmer said. Wow, that was hours ago. Adora said, surprised. Yup. If she were with someone else who she just met I might be more concerned. But from what you and Bo have said, Scorpia is harmless. Scorpia is an absolutely sweetheart. But I'm still a bit surprised. For sure. But I'm so glad for Perfuma. She hasn't been interested in someone in a while. Glimmer paused, as if formulating how to phrase her next thought, so. Katra. What about her? She is freaking hot. Damn. I can see why you've been obsessed with her. I have not been obsessed. Adora rolled her eyes, but her heart rate picked up a little. Sure, whatever you say. So, Spill. What happened tonight? What do you mean? Adora's voice got an octave higher. Adora. She said reproachfully, huffing through the phone. 
Adora could almost see her eyes roll through the phone. Glimmer. Adora replied innocently. Please don't make me point out the obvious. And what would that be? We all went to the bar, when we came back, you were both gone. Where did you go? Was she helping you with your taxes or something? And then a lot of time passed and you both skulked back to the table. I mean. I don't know Katra, so I don't actually know if she was skulking, but you definitely were. And you were a mess. Your hair was a mess, your face was a mess. And you barely said a word the rest of the night. Adora paused. She guessed all of that was true. She thought they had gotten away with it. She hadn't planned on saying anything. But she was kind of dying to talk to someone about what happened. She had just hoped to process on her own a little bit first. She cleared her throat before responding. Um. We might have made out a little in the bathroom. You what? Glimmer practically screamed through the phone. Shoo, you'll blow out my ears. She laughed. She knew Glimmer would flip out. I'm sorry, what? How did you go from barely speaking to making out in the bathroom? Not that it's bad, but I'm genuinely curious. Honestly, I don't know. You all left, and we had the most awkward small talk at the table. I could barely formulate sentences. It was highly embarrassing. I left to go to the bathroom, and she followed me. And then it just happened. It was not premeditated. Wow, I am damned proud of you for getting yours. But I'm a little surprised. We both know this isn't your first bathroom hookup, but typically it's with someone you don't know and frankly, have no interest in. I know. That's the strange part. With her, I'm inept. I don't know how to act, what to say, what to do with my hands, where to look. She is so damn beautiful, but her behavior is so strange. Yet somehow, in the bathroom, things felt so right and easy with her. The chemistry was so strong. And then, Adora snapped her fingers, poof, it was gone. She went from hot to cold so quickly. And I have no idea why. Hmm. That's strange. I mean you said she was a bit of an odd duck before. Yeah, but this felt different. One minute she was touching me with so much familiarity, and then the next she was robotically asking to pay for her own drink. I'm still reeling. Adora explained, exasperated remembering it all. She just didn't understand what could have happened. They had this amazing physical connection and then poof. It was gone. I'm sorry Adora, that does sound odd. But you'll see her at BAWS tomorrow, right? Are you going to say anything? Should I? I guess that depends on what you want. Do you want to have some sort of relationship with her? Friendship or otherwise? Adora thought about it for a second and knew without a doubt the answer was yes. I do. That's kind of exciting, Adora. I don't think I've ever heard you express an interest in anyone before. I think you have to talk to her. Adora let out a deep exhale. She was not great at this sort of thing and frankly didn't have a lot of experience with actual relationships. She didn't care to have romantic entanglements, much preferring the occasional hook-up with a stranger. She didn't have the interest in maintaining the emotional labor of a relationship. When she craved intimacy and physical touch, she got it and moved on quickly. Figuring things out with Katra, she already knew, 
would take work. Actual emotional work. I guess you're right. I know I'm right. And if you see Bo tomorrow, can you swat his ass for me? Glimmer asked. What? No. Glimmer laughed. Fine, fine. I'll do it myself. Good night friend. Good luck tomorrow. She would need it. She felt a little more determined as she took off her helmet and locked up swift wind near the entrance of BAWS. She would try to talk to her. But also, this was Katra's workplace. She didn't want to dredge things up for her at work. She signed. This was getting a little complicated. She needed to remind herself she was ultimately here to volunteer and help animals. She dropped off her stuff in the cubby, washed her hands and made her way to the cat area. She passed Katra's office door on the way. It was closed but she could see her typing furiously through the glass, looking pensive. She didn't look like she wanted to be interrupted. Maybe she would have her door open later. She looked at the name on the door, Katra Hoard. At least now she knew her last name. She gave a sad little chuckle. She started to go through the daily tasks for the cats. Cleaning their cages, freshening up their water and food, scooping their litter boxes. Giving them cuddles. She was getting pretty good in this role. It made her happy to be able to give them a little bit of love. BAWS did a great job taking care of the animals but ultimately, they were still in cages, without access to comfy couches to curl up on or cat trees to jump onto. If she made even an ounce of difference in their lives, she was glad to. As she went through each cage, she could feel her resolve weaken. Maybe she shouldn't try to talk to Katra at work. It was kind of inappropriate and she did look super busy. Maybe she could ask Scorpia for Katra's number and she could send her a text instead. No. That's probably weird to do. It wasn't right to involve Scorpia and frankly it wasn't her number to give out. Adora started to get more and more conflicted with this train of thought. If she didn't talk to her at work, and she didn't have a way to contact her outside of work, does that mean she'd never talk to her at all? Perhaps that was best. Maybe she should pretend the bathroom never happened. This was already more effort than she'd normally put into a woman. She let out an exasperated, UG, out loud. The cute striped cat she was holding looked at her, startled. Sorry kitty, didn't mean to scare you. The cat cocked his head as if sizing her up. Finally, he headbutt her in forgiveness. Asking her for ear scratches. She was happy to oblige. She was down to one last cage. The name on the cage said Shadow. And she could see why, this cat was mostly dark gray but had darker black fur around her neck. Her face looked like a mask with black rings surrounding her eyes. Very interesting coloring. Based on the note on her cage, the cat was found wandering the streets of Etheria. The cat snarled at her before she had even opened the cage. Uh-oh. This might be a little tricky. She had a bad feeling about this cat. She slid her fingers into the holes of the door so Shadow could familiarize herself with Adora's scent. The cat was not interested. She looked at Adora's fingers as if they offended her. If cats could look haughty, that would be the look on this cat's face. Shadow slowly retreated to the back of the cage, pupils sharp green slits, ears flat, tail low. Adora was no expert but this definitely looked like prepounce behavior.
Adora bit her lip. Managing this cat might be a little above her pay grade. Maybe she should get help? She looked down the hall and debated finding Scorpia or maybe Catra. She shook her head. No. She could do this. This was just a cat. How hard could this be? She came back and took a deep breath. They could sense fear, right? Or were those dogs? Either way. Being calm would serve her best. She slowly opened the cage with one hand and quickly pulled out the litter box. Success. She scooped it clean and just as quickly reinserted it in the cage. Shadow was watching her every movement. Calculated eyes followed her. She managed to swap out the water dish without incident. Okay. One final step. Food dish. Easy. She's got this. She managed to slip it out of the cage and refilled it. Almost done. She slowly opened the cage to place it back inside and that's when Shadow decided it was time to defend her turf. She flew at Adora, wrapping her sharp claws into her shoulder and biting her neck. Kibble spilled everywhere. The food dish fell from her hand, bouncing off the floor with a very loud clang. Ouch! Adora cried out loudly, startled and in pain. She had clearly underestimated Shadow and the cat was not looking like she was ready to stop. She was out to destroy her intruder, and nothing could derail her. She was making high-pitched noises, ready to show Adora who was boss. Adora shut her eyes tight from the pain, while simultaneously trying to extricate Shadow's claws from out of her shoulder. She heard rushed footsteps behind her. Help, she managed to croak out to whoever just entered the room. It's okay, you're okay, she heard Katra say calmly to the cat, almost in a whisper. Adora opened her eyes and saw Katra slowly petting Shadow on her neck. Trying to calm her down so she could help remove her from Adora's body. Shadow hissed at them both, but slowly, too slowly, loosed her grip on Adora. Katra gently put her back in her cage, making sure the door was securely locked before she turned to look at Adora. You're hurt. Katra said, thankfully not bothering to say something stupid like are you okay? She could feel her neck pulsing from where Shadow bit her. Her shoulder was also tender. But despite the pain, she was a little shell-shocked at seeing Katra again. Keeping her face neutral she calmly responded. A little, yes. Okay, let's go get you cleaned up. Katra gestured for Adora to follow her. As they walked away, Shadow launched herself at the cage door, clearly unhappy they got away. Vowing to get her revenge. They made their way to the clinic at the back of BAWS. Katra asked her to sit down so she could look at the damage. Wow, she really got you good huh? Katra wet some gauze and started to clean out the bite on her neck. Dabbing at it very gently to try to clean it without further irritating her. Adora wondered whether she should stop her offer to do it herself. She was an EMT after all, this was a very minor flesh wound. But she couldn't speak having Katra so close to her. Feeling her fingers on this very sensitive part of her body almost made her shudder. She willed herself not to move. Her position in the chair also meant Katra's chest was right next to face every time she approached. Her intoxicating scent, faintly smelling of honey walnut soap, invading her nose. She swallowed and willed herself into silence. 
Finally satisfied it was clean enough, Katra dried the wound, and put a little antiseptic cream on top, covering it with sterile dressing. May I? Katra asked, gesturing to Adora's shoulder, needing to access her bare skin to evaluate the scratches. Adora mutely nodded. She was wearing a blue button-down short-sleeved cuffed shirt, over a white racerback compression shirt. She unbuttoned the shirt and took it off the affected shoulder. She could have sworn she heard Katra inhale quickly as she watched her remove it. Adora always wore the compression shirt on days she worked out or went to the firehouse. It was very comfortable under her fireman's uniform. It left her arms unrestrained and provided additional support for her chest, picking up the slack from her overworked sports bra. It also showed off her strong muscles if she was being honest. Even when she wasn't flexing, her arms were beautifully toned, showing the years of careful conditioning. Ripped would be the word Glimmer would use. Katra cleared her throat and gently moved the shirt strap and sports bra off Adora's shoulder. She looked intently at her collarbone. Adora had never thought much at her clavicle before, but with Katra looking so long, she started feeling warm. Exposed. And more than a little turned on. She swallowed. The damage wasn't so bad there. She had the two layers of clothes to protect her from Shadow's claws, unlike her neck. After a long examination Katra finally cleaned and dried the area without needing to dress it. Okay, I think you're all set. Watch out for signs of infection okay? Um, thanks, Adora adjusted the sports bra and undershirt back onto her shoulder with a wince. That's going to be uncomfortable for a few days. Adding a fun element to her work. Katra was looking at her. Like she wanted to say something but wasn't sure what or maybe didn't know how. Adora decided it was time to be a little brave. I appreciate you saving me from the cat intent on destroying me. Adora smiled warmly, trying to rebuild a report with the enigmatic woman. Also, I, I'm really glad you decided to come to the bar yesterday. I really enjoyed spending time together. She could feel her entire face, and probably her neck and chest, flush. Which with her shirt unbuttoned was painfully obvious. I was disappointed you decided to head out early. Should she ask why her mood suddenly shifted? She wasn't sure how to ask that so instead she added sweetly, looking her directly in the eye, I had hoped to spend more time with you. She willed herself to be a little vulnerable and didn't look away. Katra had been looking at her while she spoke but now looked away, not wanting to meet her eyes. She seemed to be composing her thoughts. Adora forced herself to sit in the silence and wait. Finally, after what seemed like a lifetime, Katra said, I enjoyed spending time together too. She paused here, looking down at her hands and then looking at Adora, I guess I didn't realize, I mean. I would be down to hang out again. Hmm didn't realize what? What does hang out mean? But she'll wonder about that later. She said she wanted to hang out again. Small victory. Really? Adora practically squealed. Katra broke out in a surprise chortle. Yes, really. Great. Not wanting Katra to change her mind, Adora reached into her back pocket to grab her phone. What's your number, I'll text you and you'll have mine. Katra looked like she might change her mind. She hesitantly gave Adora her digits, looking like she regretted doing so as soon as the words came out of her mouth. 
Adora wasted no time in saving her number and sending Katra an introductory text. Adora. Hi. This is Adora. From BAWS. She inserted a cat and dog emoji in case BAWS was somehow unclear. Katra pulled her phone out of her jeans pocket. Looked down and shook her head. You're such a dork. Adora grinned like she had just been given the biggest compliment. Yup. She was a proud card-carrying dork. And jock. And queer. Katra. Hi Adora. From BAWS. Adora laughed reading the text. How many Adoras do you think I know? Katra asked seriously. Um. Good point. Three. Katra gave her short throaty laugh. Okay princess, if you think you've recovered enough from your battle, I have to go back to work. Adora looked at her with a frown on her brow, but it's almost five now. How much longer were you planning on working tonight? Carta signed a little, ruffling her hair in frustration. Honestly, I don't know. We're having some unexpected budget issues that I need to look into, so we shall see. Adora considered this. Budgets weren't her specialty, but she realized that a nonprofit like BAWS must struggle in a way that all nonprofits do. I'm sorry, that sounds very stressful. I wish I could help. Katra cocked a little half-smile, thanks. If you come up with a way for us to raise 10k in 8 weeks, let me know. Wow, that much. Yep. Unfortunately, we didn't get the grant we were relying on getting and that's throwing everything off kilter. If we don't get this money, it's going to seriously affect our daily operations this year. That was stressful. Adora wished she could figure out a way to do something. I'm sorry Katra, if I think of anything I can do to help, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah, thanks. Hey, before you head out, can you find Scorpia and tell her what happened with Shadow? She's going to need some extra rehabilitation before she can become adoptable. I'd say so. She was really out for blood. She was ready to declare war. A thought came to her and she was a little hesitant to ask it but here goes, Katra. What happens to the cats that don't become adoptable? She wasn't sure she wanted to know, it made her sad to consider the options. It depends. Some cats are not great in homes but can become barn cats or mousers. People will adopt them to help maintain rodent populations. That way they don't have to socialize with humans but are still well taken care of. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I think so too. Katra smiled at her. A real genuine smile for the first time today. It made Adora warm and fuzzy. She smiled back. Fuck. She was fucked. This was definitely not just a physical attraction anymore. There was something else here. Something real. She wondered if Katra felt it too. 